Hi, and welcome to episode 40 of the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In this week's episode, we get super practical as Steph shares all the strategies she's been using on Pinterest to increase sales of my art. Join me as we discover why the platform is so powerful and how to use it in a way that really fits with my values. Steph has even created a follow-up e-course, so be sure to go and check that out over in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nethercote and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants, Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives, or answering listener questions, there is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hi, Steph. Hi, Suze. How are you this week? Good. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, We have such a great topic on the cards for today, which I reckon just about every artist out there is going to be absolutely itching to know more about. And that is how to use Pinterest to maximize everything in your art business. Yeah, it's a pretty useful one today, like some solid how-tos. So uh, forgive me if I'm not amazing at explaining this, but I've only just got my head around it myself. So just a bit of background in this. I take zero credit for what you're about to hear because Steph is the one that has been figuring this out and tinkering with it in my art business, and I assume you're doing it for your own as well, Mm. um, over the past couple of months. And we're seeing really amazing results in engagement over there. And I knew that Pinterest was something that I wanted to devote more time and energy to because I've actually found that this is a place where a lot of art directors hang out. So um, I have had licensing companies find me via Pinterest. So I knew this was an, an avenue that I wanted to focus in on more. And Steph has amazing knowledge in this area. So I'm just going to hand over to you and give you the reins for today. I might pop in with a little question here or there when I don't understand. But yeah, go for it, lady. Great. Tell us all your amazing knowledge. Well, first I want to tap into, like you said, you know Pinterest is something that you kind of should be doing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put that in inverted commas. Along with the inverted commas that go around Instagram and Facebook and yes, but yeah. but Pinterest we've kind of identified as one of the ones that may actually be one of the most powerful. Yeah, that's right. And and there are a couple of reasons for that. It's a visual platform. Mm-hmm. And if you're creating a visual product, then it is an amazing way for people to connect with you. Well, I've actually heard it described as kind of a visual Google. Yeah. That's the power it now has in our society. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it, actually, because people use Pinterest to search, Mm -hmm. but not only to search, they use it to plan and organize and shop. So something that's really interesting about Pinterest is, well, first of all, they've got over 320 million users worldwide. Wow. Yep. Over 70% of them are women. Mm -hmm. And we all know that women control the budget of a household. Generally, they're in control of what gets bought. Well, I hadn't thought of it that way, but now I do. Well, they are. statistically, Mm -hmm. isn't it? 
it is um but they use it to shop and plan so something that's great about pinterest compared to say instagram is the lifetime of the content you put out there okay so this is a really important point that i think a lot of people don't understand so explain to us about the lifetime of a post on pinterest and how that behaves in comparison to say a post on instagram so on instagram your post uh, will peak and then die off within about three days that's mm-hmm. what the stats say with pinterest it's more like it will reach a peak over three months but it takes then a long time to die off it will still be relevant for well over a year you'll still be getting the traffic and actually the longer it's on the platform the more traffic and sharing and views and connection it will create yeah so it's a little bit like good wine right the longer you leave it there the more it can actually return for you because the more likes and repins it get it doesn't get likes does it it gets pins yeah the more it keeps coming up in the feed so they kind of they get better with age yeah they do they yeah. do it's quite, it's an evergreen content really yeah. i mean i still get a lot of interactions within my own pinterest with stuff that i pinned two or three years ago yes i do too and i've had art directors find pieces that i've made literally years ago and come back to me and i've licensed those images as a result of them being on pinterest that's fantastic. So this this is why we're doing this episode. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because like when we said in the beginning, you should be doing an in inverted commas. Oh my gosh, how long is the list of things as an artist and a small business owner yeah. that you should be doing but don't really yeah. get around to? Yeah. So, but is it possible to have a strategy within Pinterest that is manageable? Yeah. Is that what you've got for us today? Well, I hope so. But I, I'm not I'm gonna give it a caveat. It's like everything takes time. Yes. And especially when you're learning. Yes. So I think what we can do today is help people shorten that learning curve so that they know what where to focus their time and energy to get the biggest return. Fantastic. Because otherwise you're just floundering around mm-hmm. and trial and error takes you a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that what we're doing, we're on the right track because we've had significant growth in engagement on Pinterest over the last couple of months, thanks to what you've been doing. So, Alison, what have you... Well, the first thing I did is I went through all of your boards and reorganized them. Mm -hmm. So, like most people, you were already on Pinterest, but you were using it to curate your own projects your own thoughts and ideas you were kind of using it to make little lists of planning you were using Mm -hmm. like they have Jesus to plan yeah things going on in your life like a lot of people are using Pinterest yep so and then I had a little while converted it over to a business what is it a page I don't even know yeah a business account a business account but then I'd kind of done nothing. Yeah. I pinned a few of my items from my website, I think, mm. because you can connect it with your website so that it will take people back there. Yeah. But I'd made mistakes. Well, I wouldn't say so. I just think that you'd kind of done that first layer. Yes. So to backtrack a little bit, yes, the first thing you need to do is create a business account. It's free. All it does is it gives you extra analytics but it also allows you to link your website and, and claim that. So it knows that any content you're posting that's linked to that is all authentic and it's going to go to the right place, all that kind of stuff. It then allows you to look at your statistics, of your, your analytics. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing with your account, we've re- it's really only been maybe two months that we've put 
energy into your Pinterest. Mm. But we see very strategic energy yeah. into it because I've been I was just thrown throwing energy at it in a very non-strategic way but this is one of the areas where it pays to be strategic yeah Mm. so you're seeing growth of what was it this week like a hundred and fifty something percent on yeah last month yeah um so i think that yeah amazing sorry i'm saying yep yeah but can we just say amazing work like you've achieved incredible results i'm so impressed well it's not all me but i'll come to that in a minute so yeah when we go back to the setups the setup you count as a business claim your website that might involve inserting a little bit of code into your website but don't i don't want people to freak out about that because if you're on a platform like Squarespace, for example, it is very simple and there are lots of, like, in Pinterest, it explains exactly how to do it in a very, like, no-brainer kind of way. Yeah. And yeah. if not, I'm sure there's YouTube videos on it. Millions of them. Yes. Yeah. That's how I figured it out. I'm that's not how we figure everything out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then you want to set up your boards to be searchable. So... Pinterest is like a visual Google, you want to make sure that your boards are called things that make sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you might have random boards that you've named random things because they've been like a personal thing. I know you might have a board named pink and white, for example, where you just curated things in in a colorway. But really, if you're using this from a business perspective, you need to think about how people would search for what you're trying to give them. So you've got to reverse your thinking to yeah. a consumer's perspective. Absolutely. Yeah, which is very different to how I was using my Pinterest previously, which was basically as a research tool. Yeah. Um, so I've got to flip it around. Yeah. Yeah. Like I had boards named Things and Stuff. Like that things is not... Things and Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm pinning stuff on there, hoping it just makes it out into the world. Like that's... I'm not really helping my case there. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> To suggest, I'd think about naming your boards. Um, I don't know, like you might want to call it something like in- interior design, for example. Yes. Because you might be really inspired by that and you're, you know, pinning stuff that inspires you. And the reason this is powerful is that Pinterest shares like with like. Mm-hmm. So you're informing an algorithm. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to explain this as simply as I can, but let me know if it if it doesn't make sense. I'm with sense. you so far. Right. But I'll be a very so... good yardstick for the for the <laughs> technologically challenged you. Don't you worry. Okay. So I have a very specific aesthetic, as most of us do. So I pin things that inform that aesthetic and make sense when paired with my artwork or whatever it is I'm putting out into the world. Right, so I'm inspired by interior design, so I have a board of interior design, and I also pin my own artwork imagery, maybe in situ photos, images that are in my shop, that sort of stuff, onto the same board, because it informs Pinterest, ah, this is a board for people who like interiors, and it connects the dots between what I'm putting on that board and what I'm putting right. from my own yes. website. So essentially, you're bringing people that are searching to buy. For example, yes. if people are searching to buy artwork to decorate, their, you know, as an interior decoration for their own space, 
you're putting it's putting your artwork in the mix with the images that they're probably looking at that's right they're researching it so that's totally makes sense that's right and pinterest is very clever it, it knows it can scan a image visually and knows how to connect the dots visually not just through words right so when we do seo on a website we have to type in keywords and whatever instagram it's hashtags pinterest actually has a visual scaling feature that goes, oh, that's a couch with some artwork above it. And someone looking at that pin, it will suggest to them underneath that other images that look similar. So all this time we're spending photoshopping paintings into interiors is actually time extremely well spent. Super but we valuable. need to make sure those images are not just going on our Instagram feed, but they're getting pinned on an interior design board in Pinterest yes. with other interiors that yes. you like and feel like they reflect and elevate your work. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. It flips your thinking around, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's just one example. Interiors is something that we that has, has been quite successful. We're seeing a lot of traffic to that board. So I've renamed the board. I think it was called like Kitchen Love or Home Ideas. I think I've renamed it Art for the Home. Oh, great. Something, something along those lines. Can't exactly remember. But I've also categorized it. So there was a drop-down menu when you go into the... Um, to edit your board. When you've got a business account, you can quite... You, uh, very, you can pinpoint exactly what sort of content is in that board. Mm-hmm. So it might be home and garden or, you know, there are all sorts of things, sport, wellness. But I've put the category as home, home design or home and interiors. Yeah? Cool. But to cover my bases, we also have a board that's just about art. Mm-hmm. Because as we know, I'm an artist and I buy art from other people. Well, and we also, <laughs> yes. And we, we search for it on Pinterest. Yes. Yes. And people like art directors... Are doing the same thing. They are. And they might not be looking to furnish their home, but they might be looking for emerging artists in a certain style. Mm-hmm. So then we've done the same thing on that board. We mm-hmm. have pinned your artwork alongside other artworks who... Other artists' artworks who make sense for your aesthetic. Okay, so it's not necessarily about identifying pin, you know, other people's artwork that's been pinned heaps of times. It's more about finding the ones that fit the aesthetic and the vibe so yeah. that you're becoming part of that algorithm. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by my new e-course, Painting as a Practice, Chapter 1. This course is all about establishing an art practice that is fun, fulfilling, and nurtures your authentic style. You can check it out over at susannethercottestudio.com forward slash online dash classes for all the details. Yes. So I've called it an art, let's say, I I don't know, the, the name of the board is art and artists I don't know something like that and then I've categorized it as an art board right because people that have those interests it will show them that type of content right okay okay so you know when you open up Pinterest and you have that home feed 
which is, I know, a little bit how we scroll through Instagram. Mm -hmm. The pins, the things that are on there that it's suggesting you might like is based on what Pinterest knows you like because it's on your boards, but also what other people have been pinning in relationship to those things. Right. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. Great. I don't know. If they've pinned your art alongside five or six other artists on a board or your in situ image of a painting above a couch alongside a few other similar images, then anyone else who's been looking at those other similar images will also be suggested that they might like your image. So this is like what floats into my inbox sometimes from Pinterest is like, Suggested pins for you. Yes. That's where that kind of information yes. is coming from, where they're finding yes. like posts yeah. and letting you know, which yes. is amazing, actually. Yeah, I mean, some people think it's a bit creepy, like they're seeing inside their head. Well, but... that we all used to it now. It's like you were looking for a holiday on your computer and suddenly you're on your Instagram feed and there's a thousand holidays being uh-huh. flogged to you. So I think yeah. we're all getting used to this creepiness, yeah. which is even creepier so given that that's happening how can we harness the power of that okay yes so once you've organized your boards you've got your business pinterest accounts you can keep an eye on what's going on you've planned your website you've got your boards um to have nice searchable titles yes yep and then you've categorized your board, so Pinterest knows yes. what sort of contents on there. Yes. Okay. So, so do next, we, can I just ask? Ooh. Have we just got those two boards? Is there any? No, others? you've got heaps more. Okay. Yeah, you've got. I, ones I know that so are... much about my Pinterest. Tell <laughs> really. Well, it actually be. This is so perfect for me because I would like to be more proactive in what we're doing. But I actually haven't felt equipped to do that. So that's why this conversation, it's just as much a service to me as it's going to be to everyone else out there. So thank you. But I would stress that it's not about having loads and loads of boards and low, like having this super full catalog of like everything that's inside your head. I would suggest to anybody who's feeling a bit daunted or just starting doing this is to focus on between maybe like three different boards okay. because in your account you might notice that there are featured boards mm-hmm. you can select which boards are your featured boards those are the one people that will come up when people go to your okay. account so I've just focused on really fleshing out and making the absolute best use of three boards yeah so I've cut, tried to cover my bases so one about art and artists, one about interiors. And because you have a, a lot of education stuff going on in your business, we've got an art education right. website yes. okay. web, uh, page as well. All right. So, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Board. So go back to where you were. We've got, we've got our boards sorted out. We're ready yep. to go. So we're at the bit, what to do with the boards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How to get strategic with what we're going to pin to these. Yes. So first of all, we need to put content. We need to put things on it. Yes. And the great thing about Pinterest is there's already loads and loads of stuff there. Um, I think people get a bit caught up feeling like they only need to pin their own stuff. Right. And that's not what you want to do? No. Okay. Pinterest rewards generosity. Oh, wow. Mm, How nice. A platform that actually rewards generosity. (laughs) It wants you to interact in it. Yep. It wants you to interact fairly intensively and it wants you to share lots of content. Okay, great. So it wants you to spread the love. 
So how does that translate to how we pin? Well, I do a strategy called power pinning, mm-hmm. um, which is not a term that I've coined. But um, what I do is I pin in quite intensive bursts because I want to get it over and done with. I don't want to have another chore to do like every day or Mm -hmm. you know how sometimes Instagram can feel like a drain of coming Mm -hmm. up with new content all the time Mm -hmm. so I play to Pinterest rewarding interaction and time on the platform by having fairly intense bursts of pinning so I might pin like 20 30 40 pins in a 10 15 minute sesh I just get it done quickly yeah um but what I'm pinning is a mixture of your content so you might have a new blog post go up or release some new artwork. So I'll get that out onto the appropriate boards, but I'll mix it up with things that inform your aesthetic. So the content we've right. talked about. Yeah. Okay. I'll be connecting like with like. And in doing that, are you actually strengthening the power of what I've pinned through yeah. association? Absolutely. Right. Yes. And this is why we're getting this huge increase yes. in engagement. Yes. I think you're your art education board is a very clear example of this okay you have a quite a a strong voice and you have a you're very clear on the messaging in your education and there are people that inspire you and people who um the artists who were who you work with are also inspired by and teaching and doing their courses too yes so those people who are doing your courses they don't just want to hear about what you're doing they want to hear about all the people they love yes and vice versa well that just makes total sense yeah and then there are the people that maybe are not industry specific but are very inspiring to you as well absolutely yeah absolutely so on that art education board you might notice that i'm sharing the content um, put out by those educators Yes. Because I know that if someone likes what they're doing, they're going to like what you're doing and vice versa. Which it's interesting, isn't it? Because like if we think about this from the old standpoint of business logic, like where it was all based on competitors, right? Yeah. That we would be kind, probably would have been taught back then, don't do that because you don't want to be advertising your competitors. But what you're saying is what the, the way that the algorithm works within Pinterest is supporting others actually supports you and helps you grow absolutely i'm loving this platform more and more as we talk about it because it actually feels really aligned (laughs) with my values yeah i agree i agree Mm. absolutely he won that mindset though of oh i don't want to like advertise and give exposure to my competitors stuff why would i do that but you've got to flip yeah you need to flip that thinking Mm. it's about how can i serve my audience i can serve them best by helping them connect the dots and find what they need. And also because there's a particular audience that's attracted to a particular style of teaching or art or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. So, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense, but I've never had it explained to me. I know that you're inspired by Danielle Laporte. You've referenced her a bunch in in previous podcasts. So I know that... That is would be a good fit for your education board. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That feels really true. It does. It feels mm. authentic. It's you're not just we're not trying to piggyback off her. We're just trying to help people connect the dots. Well, yeah, because you're saying, hey, if you also like her, you will probably really like the way that I teach art making. So if that interests you, you might, you know, it's just 
by association, you're just letting people know the vibe of the person you are, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Right. We've got that. So I like to call it pinning like with like. Mm-hmm. I do it in a power pinning strategy just to get it done. So is that something that was suggested to you by anyone else or just your own? Yeah, okay. So this is a technique that people use. I did a course on Creative Live with the jeweler Megan Orman. It's specifically for makers and designers with visual products. So she used examples like she pins her jewellery alongside fashion that might go with that. Yes. Yes. So outfits or things that inspire her aesthetic she um, makes very monochrome work so she has boards that contain that monochronality mm-hmm. so that people who also like that aesthetic it'll show her content to them because she just like really strengthens your own brand really yeah. doesn't it yeah yeah it's it's very smart and it all is starting to connect in my brain now cool mm. great so we've got like with like we've got the power pinning I, I do think there's something to that. The power pinning. The power pinning. The doing the big bursts mm-hmm. of just get it. How many are you doing? Can you give us an idea of like, is it 10, 15 minutes and you're doing like 50 or? Yeah, well, what the, the trick is once you've set up your boards and you have a bit of content on them, it's going to automatically suggest more that's similar to you. So are you picking from those things, the suggestions? I'm going, I often go onto the board and once you're in there, the, there's your content and then you can slide over to a little label that says more ideas mm-hmm. and I'll often check that out and see if there's stuff in there that's relevant and it's as simple as tapping the photo from there on right. your phone to adding it to the board okay also your home feed is now curated yes. to to match what you've been pinning yes. and suggest content like that so you can go in there and Add and pin. Pin from that as well. At the beginning, I would actively seek out people's, you know, I would search for um, people's accounts who I thought would inform what you're pinning well. Yes. Just to establish that. But now it's very quick. So I might tap through. So the system kind of learns you as well. Yeah. It makes it easy for you. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I might be adding 15, I don't know, a general rule would be for every 10 of somebody else's pieces of content, one of yours. Like, we don't need to just keep pinning again and again and again. Like, that time-consuming thing of creating an original pin isn't really necessary. It's more about maximizing that by informing an algorithm. Wow. You just transformed my entire understanding of Pinterest in how long? 20 minutes? 30 minutes? That's amazing stuff. <laughs> I'm a bit excited about it. So if I'm like just throwing too much information. No, you've actually explained it in a very easily digestible way. You've mm-hmm. made it very clear that like I understand it from a completely different perspective now. And I and I, I feel confident that I won't screw up all the good work you've done on my books. <laughs> <laughs> not possible. It's not possible. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. Yeah. Is there any more to add? Any yeah, there is a little bit. Tricks? Well, I think something that we focused on in the last couple of weeks is making sure that the content we're pinning goes somewhere valuable to convert. To uh, yes, we did. Yeah. And this is part 
that I'm probably a bit more connected with because we've had a few conversations about this. So explain how that's played out for us. Okay, so this is about what to pin when it comes to your own content. So you could pin directly from your Instagram, for example. But you've got to think about when someone clicks onto that pin and wants to learn more, where is, where is it leading Yes, where, where down the cyber rabbit hole yeah. are you leading people? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I would certainly consider if you're leading them to Instagram, you're leading them to somebody else's platform, not your own. Yes. So the point is... To drive traffic to your own business yeah, home, which is right. your website, right? Yeah, and as I think we talked about before, once they're on your website, the next step you'd like them to do is sign up to your newsletter so that you can build a relationship with that person yeah and potentially down the track possibly selling them something so in like business speak that would be called your marketing funnel Mm -hmm. so you want to bring them into that not just send them somewhere Mm -hmm. random so we focused within your business on building out proper blog pages with great content both written and visual for all of the podcasts this is a good example yes yeah so we'll then pin that imagery each week onto the relevant boards so that when people find it and they're interested in art education... They're going straight to the podcast. Yeah, yes. it leads them to that really great place to connect with you. there would be an opportunity to sign up for your newsletter. I can get and, a feel for if I am on the right track of the yeah. vibe that they like, all those things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the other thing is, yeah, being smart about what you create and where it leads. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it goes without saying to make sure that it leads to somewhere that it is what you're promising people. Yes. There's nothing worse on clicking on a Pinterest link and it just leads you to a spammy page. Like, yes, which has happened to me a lot of times, actually, mm-hmm. and it is really annoying. It is. It's really frustrating. Yes. So, yeah, if you're promising them something about a podcast, make sure your links are correct and that it actually goes... Yes. <laughs> to paid. yes yeah. of course <laughs> cool oh that's such valuable information i mean there's more you know it's one of these things where it's like a never-ending learning yes and you thing. could spend all day doing it and you, you could, could probably get amazing results from that but yeah. then we've got all the other things that we have to do i guess they're really at the end of the day it's like with anything if just have some kind of routine and regularity with it. And yeah. I like the power pinning because it sounds like it's effective for a start, but also there's probably not many platforms where you can go in and have effectiveness by just hitting it hard and fast and then leaving for a week. Absolutely. And that's right. I may not have mentioned how often I'm doing this. It's probably once, if maybe twice a week. And looking back at your analytics, I can see the peaks very shortly after I've had those So there's sessions. a really noticeable uptake yeah. in engagement after you've had yes. one of those power pinning sessions. Yes. Well, that's a super valuable piece of information for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And right now, um, the statistics within Pinterest are like way up. Like their platform is seeing so much engagement because people are home a lot more. Yes. It, I was going to ask... I was going to ask your opinion on that, actually. Do you think this platform's having an upswing? Because everyone's at home. I mean, we haven't as yet seen a downturn in art and print sales because I think people are at home looking at that blank wall and 
craving mm. beauty in a way that they haven't before. Do you think that's that there's a big upswing because of yeah. the whole isolation COVID situation? Absolutely. And then normally looking at past years, it appears as if summertime in the Northern Hemisphere, there's quite a drop because people aren't spending as much time at home. They're out and about, they're on holidays. The peaks in their traffic overall on the platform seem to be about three months out from a major event. So say right. Christmas, people start planning. planning. There's a lot of traffic on Pinterest three months prior because people plan, put together boards, and then they'll start the shopping about a month afterwards. Okay, well, that's super valuable information. Mm. So we should really be thinking mm. about if we've got a you know a solid plan in mind for the, the holiday period in yeah. terms of products we want to offer to start pinning in October yeah absolutely but yeah. right now I think people are on it a lot more because they might not be on those dream summer holidays yes. in the northern hemisphere and instead they're putting together boards of all those escapes or events that they're planning for the future yes mm. and also I, I would hazard a guess that places like Pinterest and Instagram become the escape at the moment because yeah. Where else are people going? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's a great time to sort of start working on there and, Well, it's so brilliant to be able to approach it with more knowledge and intentionality, Steph. So thank you so much for spelling that out for us today. So welcome. It's just, um, it's been such a great platform, I know, for my own business. And I've only learned that because I've asked art directors and people that have found me where did you find me? And I was actually very surprised that it was Pinterest because at the time I wasn't putting in a lot of energy. So I'm going to be really interested to see what happens over the next few months as we become more and more intentional with it. I agree. I'd actually just like to add that people were finding you without you even pinning your content because other people were doing it for you. And that's the joy of it. Once it's out into the world, you don't need to keep nurturing it other people will do that for you such a giving platform yeah i love it it may become my favorite let's hope so (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much steph no worries have a great week bye everyone bye you can always see more of my art over at susanethercook.com and if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes, you can find those over on susannethercutstudio.com. I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories? Be sure to tag me at susan.nethercut so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview, then pop on over to susannethercutstudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.